0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to yet another podcast and YouTube video on Gaudi Metzpez 22. You can also uh, see it. Uh, it'll be linked on my blog, dot 22com as well as my various blog posts. Uh, I'm excited tonight. I have um, an old friend, and uh, it seems like you're an old friend. You're not really an old friend, but it seems like we've known each other now for what, five years?
1: 10 years, 15 going on Larry. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we met like in, and we met online before we met in real life.
0: Yeah, that's Uh, true. uh, Well, actually, yeah, because Carrie and I, my wife and I had dinner with you and Esther, your wife in Rome near Piazza Navona in 2012 or 13. So yeah, that's 10 or 11 years ago and we knew each other before then. So yeah. OK, so it's, it's my, been a
1: minute. And yeah, we'll say a uh, fr- friend of many years. How's that? Although I, I, I feel old now.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we've only met in person once at one time in Rome. And that, that, that which is that. a
1: damn shame. And, and we have to rectify that if you don't mind. Yes, we saying, do. So.
0: But well, for those viewers and or listeners who do not know who Dr. C- Dr. Christopher Altieri is, and that is my guest. Dr. Christopher Altieri, Uh, he uh, used to work for Vatican Radio. Uh, He used to be first the Rome bureau chief, then the international editor, then executive editor at the Catholic Herald. Now he is teacher extraordinaire, jack of all trades, teaching everything, doing everything at his alma mater, Fairfield Prep up in Connecticut, which is a Jesuit prep school. Uh, Sure is. Yeah. So, yeah, right in line with our Holy Father and everything Jesuit these days. And how is that for a segue? Because I want to segue right in now to a Jesuit issue. Uh, And it's something that you have written extensively on. So my main interest in uh, interviewing today is, is actually what I think most of the listeners are going to be interested in, who actually follow your journalism. And I still, no matter that you're a teacher and all that and a Ph.D. and all that, I still think your greatest talent in life is that you are one of the finest uh, journalists, Catholic journalists. uh, I mean, I don't know if I should put that qualifier, a Catholic journalist. You're a journalist who writes on Catholic issues, and you're one of the finest ones out there, in my opinion, you and John Allen and a few others. And uh, so I think a lot of people feel the same, and so they follow your stuff. So I really did want to, in light of reason, we both write for Catholic World Report. And you had a series of articles and essays on the scandal involving the Jesuit Father Rupnik. I think that's like Rupnik or Rupnik. I'm not certain. How, how do you pronounce it, Chris? Do you know? Uh,
1: yeah, I believe it's Rupnik. Uh,
0: Rupnik.
1: Yeah, he's a uh, uh, he's Slovenian. Uh, yes,
0: from Slovenia. And uh, for the viewers, you know, the, 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 and the listeners who don't know, Father Rupnik uh, started a female religious order in Slovenia and then years later was accused by women in that religious order of sexual abuse through a kind of misuse of spiritual direction in his role as confessor and head of the order, you know, the, the typical kind of psychological manipulation and intimidation that often happens, uh, especially when uh, a figure becomes an almost cult like figure uh, as the head of, of a religious organization. And this, this all comes out and then, Long story short, uh, he actually absolved uh, a woman in the confessional with whom he had had sex, which is an excommunicatable offense. He was excommunicated officially, uh, but then the excommunication was lifted. You can stop me at any point here, Chris, if I'm getting something wrong, after a few mea culpas on his part. Uh, And now he's sort of been rehabilitated. And also in the background in all of this is he's one of the more famous ecclesiastical artists in the church uh today his art uh, is all over the place in some very important shrines and places in europe uh and he was invited to give uh, talks to the papal household lenten reflections to the papal household despite these accusations uh and, and so well
1: there yeah and it might be so go ahead now what, what? Yeah, that it's 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 more it was it was more than accusations uh According to the timeline that the Jesuits themselves put out, uh, fairly reluctantly, one might say, uh, he was invited to preach the Lenten retreat. Now, he was filling in for Father Cantillamesa, I believe. Uh, who uh, was unwell or had some surgery scheduled or something like that and uh, this was in March of 2020 so we're in you know the beginning of uh ronatide uh lockdown panic uh, the world yeah. is everyone's scared right and uh it was a pretty confused and confusing time, which is important to remember for all of this, but uh, it, the, the college of judges that uh, had the, the case, uh, the absolving an accomplice is what the technical language calls it. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they had already decided uh, on the fact of the business um and uh were sort of trying to figure out what to do before they pronounced sentence officially so they'd they'd taken a vote on that uh and reports are that they voted uh, unanimously uh, to uh to find him guilty on the the question of fact uh so he did the thing they said he did um And eventually they did uh, 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 confirm or ratify the excommunication. I'd say it it is not an excommunicable offense. Uh, uh, I think it is more precise to say that when he did the thing, he incurred an excommunication. Automatic. Latte sententiae, as we say. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, what what happened was they turned that latte sententiae excommunication into a, uh, a an excommunication ferende sententiae, um, yes, which is you know a sort of uh, official ratification of the effect that the act, commission of the act itself had. Now, canon right. lawyers will debate you know, uh, and do what exactly a, a latte sentencia excommunication is what it entails and even whether it really is possible, you know, uh, yeah. but, uh, it's there and it's on the books and that's what happened. And I don't know that he gave a few, uh, mea culpa, uh, it, it looks like he, you know, he sort of, and I think I put this in copy at one point, uh, you know, He basically pinky swore that he was really, really sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And uh it was uh back to business as usual. Although back to business as usual, uh in this case, you know, what does that exactly mean? Because it it doesn't look like he was that the restrictions under which he was operating were terribly restrictive. Uh as you noted, he was, you know, he was trotting around the world, giving conferences, leading retreats, including one in the Apostolic Palace. Uh, He was receiving awards. He was getting, you know, uh, calling on the Holy Father in the Apostolic Palace. And people will say to me at that point, Altieri, he doesn't live in the Apostolic Palace. He lives in Santa Marta, the Domus Sancte Marte, right? This sort of guest house uh, uh, hotel on the uh, Vatican grounds. Uh, well, uh, dear listeners, uh, you're wrong. Uh, all, all that means is that, uh, the apostolic palace is now inside Santa Marta. You see, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the apostolic mm. palace is where the Pope lives. It's kind of like the president, whatever plane he's flying on is air force One. Right. Um, now the building that we refer to as the apostolic palace is still there and who knows whether anybody's going to use it again for, you know, living. Uh, but uh, a lot of the business, uh, of governing the church gets done there up in the third loggia. You've got the secretary to state, right? Uh, um, these sorts of things uh, are, are, are all there and, and still going concerns. Uh, but if I may be allowed this pedantic digression, Larry, go ahead. Uh, yeah, there, there you have it. Anyway, uh, carry on. You, I'm sure you have a lot. No, no. What I, I, what do you I, want to know the, about Rupnik? You know? No, uh, well,
0: the, that's fine. Uh, but I like all that sort of inside baseball information about, you know, Vatican City State, a lot of people, you know, we know about the Vatican Vatican City State, but we don't know about. I never knew that the secretary of state was, you know, on the third floor there uh, in the Apostolic Palace. Uh, I figured it was somewhere in there. It was a big mystery to me. Uh, but anyway, yeah. You know, what I actually read somewhere today and I'll be brutally honest, I, I can't even remember the source, but I distinctly remember reading this uh, where the 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 journalist claimed that uh, the excommunication of Rupnik was actually lifted by Pope Francis himself. Well, can, can you confirm or, or not confirm that? Or I, uh...
1: I, I can't confirm that. Uh, and, you know, here, here's the guy, you know, I'm chafing and, you know, champing at the bit. Uh, uh, I'm, I mean, in- southwestern connecticut right now larry not in rome and uh you know
0: yeah, uh, yeah. i
1: hope my I, I i'd give my left something to be there right now but i can't get, oh
0: come on are you saying that uh, you just don't have the same access to the corridors of vatican power that you once did christopher i'm
1: saying exactly <laughs> that larry and because i can't you know
0: <coughs> that's good that's fine I, you're I cool with run, me
1: run across the street and go and you know and 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 look a guy in the well, eye well pu- ask le- him a le- question. Let me-
0: The reason why I ask it, though, let me put it this way. Would it surprise you if Pope Francis had a role to play in the lifting of the excommunication of Father Rupnik? Because that's sort of one of the the, the sort of backstories here, right? What we have is something of Jesuit favoritism going on here for a celebrity Jesuit priest artist. And the Pope seems to do this a lot with prelates or priests who have been accused of nefarious things but There's who he a... knows, he knows them personally. And so he, he has a tendency to be, Oh, boys will be boys. I guess that's the tenant. I don't know what the tendency is, but it I, gives... I would
1: really, yeah. Uh, uh, I, I understand the, and, and sympathize with the, uh, the, the characterization, um, I I've done my very best to to resist those sorts of characterizations in my own analysis of it. Right. uh, For the very simple reason that uh, I I haven't been able to talk to the guy and uh, wouldn't wouldn't want to uh, without having a conversation, you know, um, and again, being able to being able to look a fella in the eye uh, and 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 judge not only words, but body language and that sort of thing. Now, he hasn't said anything about it. Um, I can say that, yes, there is a track record there. Right. Uh, yes. Yes. The, the, there just is. And there's no getting around that. Whether you want to go back to uh, Bishop Juan Barros. Uh, the Chilean bishop, who was a protege of uh, Fernando Caradima. Their, uh, Chile's answer to Ted McCarrick, uh, if you <laughs> will, sort of a, a celebrity abuser priest uh, who brought up a bunch of guys, and uh, among whom uh, was, was Barros. He got the see of Osorno. Uh, in northern Chile, back in the, the earlier part of uh, the uh, Pope Francis's reign, yeah. uh, the folks there did not like him, didn't want him. There was sustained opposition, uh, protest, sustained protest, you know, for months and months and months. A part of the Pope's trip to Chile was a sort of a uh, it was supposed to be a fence mending exercise, right? Um was a
0: disaster
1: and well yeah because he accused uh the 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 folks uh who were sort of uh, the 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 three uh victim advocates uh who were leading the agitation uh, and, and leading reform and accountability efforts in in Chile. Um, uh, They were uh, also interestingly uh, the, the, the fellows on the strength of whose testimony the Vatican's own canonical criminal tribunal eventually found caradima guilty uh right no, so they testified no, no. against caradima and he fi- he got finally uh in 2011 i think it was uh convicted uh and sentenced to a life of prayer and penance um and and- francis accused francis accused these guys of calumny Yeah, Uh, and you say, "Well, how's that?" And (laughs) uh, he said, "Well, they 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 don't have any they don't have any proof." And he said, "Well, they they are the proof. They're the eyewitness." Now you can say you don't believe them, right? But your own criminal tribunal has canonical criminal tribunal has found them to be credible witnesses. So which is it going to be, right? Uh, that that was sort of the the abuse and cover up hand grenade that blew up in Francis's lap, Uh, and he's the one who you know pulled the pin on it and dropped it in his lap. I probably said that the last time too. Yeah, uh, but, but it, that's fine. I, you know that's that's the but way. Then there was
0: the it. there was the Zan the Zanchetta affair as well.
1: Z- Zanchetta, right? Yeah. Well, oh, uh, Zanchetta,
0: Zen. you're right. You're absolutely right, Zanchetta.
1: Uh, in, uh, uh, in his native Argentina, uh, he was another one now he had been the general secretary of the Argentinian bishops conference for a lot of years when uh, Francis as, uh, archbishop of Buenos Aires was ex officio president <clears throat> of the, uh, the conference. And so they'd worked closely together. Barros was one of the first miters that Francis gave out when he uh came uh, into the sea of peter uh baros excuse baros uh zanqueta was uh not a savory character um he liked to to uh Get handsy with seminarians, apparently, uh, among other <laughs> things. Uh, yes. Complaints in about 2015 from some senior officials uh, in uh, Oran, which was the the seat to which uh, Zunqueta had been a- appointed. Um, yes. Uh, you know they made uh, made made reports. Uh, Francis summons Anketa, who, uh, apparently was able to, uh, give Pope Francis a story that, uh, Francis was willing to buy. He believed the word of his friend, the Bishop over, well, the evidence of his senses and the testimony of, uh, uh several different people. Uh, there was some back and forth, uh, that continued eventually in 2017, uh, Pope Francis asked for and received Zanchetta's resignation. Uh, and he sent Zanketta quietly to go get his head shrunk with another Jesuit confrere uh, in Belgium, I want to say, but don't quote me on that. Um, and after he got a clean bill of health, he, he was brought back to the Vatican where he was put in a sinecure in uh, the administration of the patrimony of the apostolic see that's the sort of the 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 central bank of the the vatican the sovereign asset manager uh which was an interesting appointment uh because of how uh, it turns out that Zanketta was uh, also uh getting looked at for some uh, uh not entirely regular management of diocesan finances yeah. and uh, real property uh you know so it, it it was all very very so uh very fishy to say the least um and uh well so you have a track record there right we, we were talking about yeah Yeah. Um, And and folks, there's there's a lot more to the Zanketta story. Uh, We could spend the rest of our time rehashing it, but uh, read about it. Uh, Nicole Winfield at the Associated Press. She's the the Vatican uh, beat reporter uh, for uh, the AP. Uh, She did uh, uh, yeoman's work on that story. Uh lots of us uh were were on it. I had a a little hand in the reporting of that story myself. Uh but the other uh reporter who did great work for Crux uh was uh Ines San Martin, uh who was all over the Zanqueta story and kept it in the news uh when mm-hmm. it looked like it was gonna disappear. Because uh, he yeah. got in trouble. He got in trouble with the, the, the civil authorities. The secular arm uh, was eventually convicted uh, in um, in 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 his native land, criminally convicted. And what does the,
0: the thing that vexes me? And thank you for that. That's a very detailed accounting. And obviously, you're right. It's, it's uh, well, that just it barely scratches the surface.
1: All, all of this, yeah, to say that, uh, that there's a reason that people are suspicious of Francis' own uh, Francis's own direct and personal role in the Rupnik affair. Uh, but yeah. even if even if there hasn't even if there hadn't been the the track record to which we could point, right? Uh, and and you know uh, Francis uh, got involved in another in an Italian case, uh, Mauro Insoli um uh where he uh commuted a sentence uh right. of, of defrocking and uh, eventually the guy uh went back and uh he was eventually defrocked i believe uh but not uh, not until after the uh, uh the italian authorities got their uh, got their paws on him um uh, and you know you sort of go well, well why yeah what are yeah. you doing you know uh yeah so 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 there's all of that and and, and even if there hadn't been though it, it is uh well it it doesn't quite beggar credulity but it it, it certainly is not lacking in verisimilitude that the, the Pope should be at least informed uh, of a figure with as high a profile as Rupnik uh, and ties to the Holy Father's own Jesuit order. And uh, frankly, his historic uh, historical ties to the apostolic palace, right? It was John Paul II who set him up uh, at the the Centro Aletti uh, uh, back in the the early 90s, in 1993, I believe. Um, You know, so there's a a lot to suggest that it'd be awful surprising if the Pope didn't have a personal hand in this somehow, somewhere along the line. And that's without francis's penchant for micromanagement and personal involvement
0: yeah and that brings me kind of to uh, the, you know the fundament of, of what i want to drive at here this is not I, i'm not trying to i've been accused of this uh, you know i'm not a huge pope francis fan everybody knows that but i'm not also one of those out there that relishes uh trashing the holy father uh and i certainly don't believe he's a heretic or any of the worst things that are thrown at him i happen to think he's not a very good pope now i know you don't necessarily share that view but uh, that's my view i i think he's let's just leave it at that not a very good pope Uh, all that being said though i mean other popes have failed with regard to this issue of sexual abuse and clamping down on sexual abuse uh, it's this isn't simply a Pope Francis phenomenon, is it? I mean, uh, it, it, this is there seems to, in other words, what accounts for this disconnect? I don't believe for one second that John Paul or, or Pope Francis in their heart of hearts, don't think that sexual abuse is a horrible thing. I think they both thought is a horrible thing. But what accounts then for the disconnect between that realization that clerical sexual abuse is actually a, a, a terrible cancer and blight in the church? And both JP two and Francis said so. I'm leaving Benedict out here because his legacy is, <laughs> I think, more po- is a more positive one in this regard. Uh, and. And, and so what's what's what accounts for this disconnect when then all of a sudden you find, oh, John Paul turns a blind eye to a a, a Maciel or and and Pope Francis involves himself in, you know, in, in being really overly friendly and kind to Zanqueta and Barros and people. So what, what accounts for this?
1: Uh, well, uh, you and I will uh, perhaps take different views of this, Larry, and I think that's fine. But uh I'm not nearly as willing as you are to let Benedict off the hook. Um, okay. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Uh, but he's the one who did not suppress the Legion. Um, he had. Uh, so the they're wherewith- all guilty. The wherewithal to do it. Well, they, 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 are all oh. uh, guilty. Uh, well, let's put they, it this they, way. They, they, they all they, have this they, disconnect they all, that I'm talking all, about. They all failed. Yes, uh, and the, the way you know that they all failed is that uh, we're we're still uh, dealing with the issue and we'll continue to deal with it so long as uh, responsibility, transparency and accountability are not a uh, or responsibility accountability transparency, I think was the order that uh, Francis's big sort of dog and pony show back in 2019 on uh safeguarding in the church uh put it you know as long as those are you know the buzzwords as a and 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 pr boilerplate rather than uh you know real watch words uh yeah. you know this is this is what we're gonna get um i i think that perhaps and i don't want to put words in your mouth uh, here uh but i can tell you my view of it and what what i absolutely that's, that's why i asked in, the question yeah. um th- that what the reason that we uh are as frustrated as we are uh at this point and i think that this is true across the spectrum of opinion in, in the church there are people no one will accuse me of being a shell for francis either by the way uh exactly but but uh i have said it and i will keep saying it uh as long as i have to he did not create this crisis no he did not um and uh you know neither neither did benedict neither did john paul not any one of them and by the way neither did paul the sixth and neither did john the 23rd um and we'll leave john paul the first out of it um <clears throat> Uh, sorry are we supposed to call him blessed john paul the first now i guess uh and
0: the, i'm not going to stand on uh, protocol here chris you go uh, right ahead
1: uh let's just say that as as long as we're talking about these men as governors of the church and their you know capacity uh yeah as, as governors uh, i'm gonna skip the uh yeah the pie so yeah um, exactly the, the the thing is look the church tells me that paul the sixth and john paul II second are saints in heaven and i accept that because i'm a good son of holy mother church uh they're not there because of their governance they're
0: there despite it um yes yes i agree uh
1: and and that's probably the case of you know everyone who is a saint and pope by the way um But these are these are the guys who, you know, in 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 living memory, did not deal with a very grave crisis about which, by the way, they 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 knew. Um, So uh, there's that of. Francis promised to do better, and he hasn't.
0: That's right.
1: And, you know, he he said uh, when facts came to light regarding the Barros situation in 2018, I was part of the problem. It was a very frank admission Um, and a breath of fresh air uh, made a lot of us hopeful that maybe, all right, you know, he's going to pull the trigger now right um they, we're gonna we're gonna really see things change and and what we saw were a bunch of paper reforms that he has been very selective about using um
0: like vos estes, yeah
1: vos estes lux mundi uh is the, the the big one right yeah um
0: which seems to be toothless
1: well, well on paper it's not toothless but i mean what good is a, what good is a law that you're you're not going to use Exactly. Um, and it's not to say that it's been you know completely unused, but it hasn't been consistently used. Um, it, well, it, it hasn't, hasn't been w-
0: consistently used because there's a deep flaw, if you want to put it this way, or at least one really bad negative side effect of the manner in which the Catholic Church conceives papal authority, which it doesn't matter what canon law says and it doesn't matter what documents are in place. The pope can abrogate them all in an instant, no matter what he can do whatever the heck he darn well feels like no matter what and 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 you know so yeah vos Estes has teeth but it only it's teeth are, will only go as far as the pope wants to wield those teeth and apparently in some instances he just hasn't he hasn't wanted to
1: uh that's what it that's what it looks like to me uh you know i think of uh, the case of uh uh, Richard Malone in Buffalo. Uh, and you know, if, if Buffalo was not a Voss Estes case, then nothing is, um, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, it, 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 that's a, you know, um, it's just, uh, just the way it is. um, and so, you know, and there they they could have used Vos Estes and they decided to go the route of an apostolic visitation. Uh, eventually, uh, Bishop Malone did decide that it was time for, for Bishop Malone not to be Bishop of Buffalo anymore. Uh, yeah. You yeah. know, um, but uh, there there was there was no criminal investigation. There was no criminal trial for cover up of abuse. Um, there, there was none of that. Uh, and it was, uh, pretty shocking that there wasn't. And it was pretty clear that it was a decision not to use Vos Estes. Uh, why? Well, for one reason, you know, they wouldn't say why, but, uh, it, it bears mention that, uh, uh, it, it it's easy to keep a uh, an apostolic a report of an apostolic visitation uh under wraps you know it it yeah. con- the entire yeah. business yeah. is conducted under pontifical secret and the mm-hmm. report of the visitators is delivered directly to the pope you know he can give it to whoever he wants to then look at it and you know uh make recommendations but yeah uh It keeps things neat and tidy.
0: Yeah, sure does. And um, oh, I had someone was going to ask you, it, it just left my mind. But uh, I, I want to move on to. I mean, I mean on the on the same topic, and I don't want to beat this topic to death. Uh, but it's an important topic. I mean, and well, let me let me back up, and let me let me sort of maybe take back what I just said. Um, in terms of downplaying the topic, I mean, you can disagree or, or agree, but I, I, this is probably in the minds of most most lay Catholic, I, say, I think especially, is the most important issue confronting the church today, the issue of not just the issue of clerical sexual abuse, but the issue of the church's response to clerical sexual abuse and Episcopal sexual abuse and Episcopal cover-up, and now perhaps even papal cover-ups. This seems to be the, the elephant in the living room that I'm wondering, um, and you can answer this, Are are, is the hierarchy absolutely clueless? Are they completely clueless as to the fact that they have zero credibility in the eyes of most lay people right now? And do they not understand that uh, that we that they need to restore that credibility through concrete action and not more documents and words? I know that's sort of an open-ended rhetorical question, but uh, your thoughts on my my little rant right there?
1: Uh, if if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, Larry. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, I I I just don't know. You know, um, whether yeah, it's a, it's a, just a, a, like... a failure of moral imagination. Uh, whether it is a uh, an unwillingness to take hard advice or to seek yeah. Yeah. A- and and to listen to uh hard advice uh whether it's a, a question of you know a straightforward question of you know competence in these well, matters that that yeah you know do they have the wherewithal to to you know to deal with this or are they so utterly formed or deformed by a broken clerical and hierarchical leadership culture uh, that they 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 they're just incapable of seeing it i i don't i don't know uh you know i i, I think of uh the, the the you know uh, the case of bishop rhodes uh when he had a guy not too long ago um uh, this is uh what is he for fort wayne south bend is that right yes
0: um, yeah he was harrisburg
1: and uh Saying, yeah, there's there there were there were no red flags at a press conference. You know, a, a couple of weeks, no more than a few than a few weeks after he uh, uh, had first learned of uh, some very untoward uh, behavior uh, on the part of a guy who was only three years ordained. Um. Yeah, a- a- and m- 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 what I wanted to know at the time was, uh, h- how do you know there were no red flags? How could you possibly <laughs> say that at this
0: point? Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. there
1: there are two possibilities. One is there were red flags and you missed them, and that's bad. And the other possibility is that it is, as you say, there were no red flags. In which case, you clearly missed something.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Because yeah. a a guy doesn't go from you know, I'm uh, on fire for the gospel and for the, uh, preaching uh, Christ crucified and risen from the dead uh, to uh, well, you know, I'm going to you know, get liquored up and uh, get fresh with uh, a, a bunch of co-eds or, you know, <laughs> uh, it, 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 it doesn't sure no, it happened. It, it happens in an instant, but, but uh, you know, it, it three years out from yeah. seminary, you know, you can, it's a safe bet that.
0: Yeah. I mean,
1: there were, there were, there were signs that you missed and sure guys can, uh hide all sorts of problems um and bad actors uh can b- be very good at you know masking their true character and intention okay that's that's true uh there is no such thing as a perfect system um and even if there were uh there there are no perfect people there're going to be mistakes right um but you know, the, the it's always it struck me that the thing to say at that point is uh we're gonna go to the bottom of the ocean on this one, and uh you know, we are we're we're gonna plumb the depths, we're gonna break for whatever yeah. we can find. We're gonna toss the place, we're gonna turn it upside down, we're gonna interview. Uh, everyone who had anything to do with his formation at any point, uh, thoroughly, yes, we're going to review our our processes, our uh, evaluation procedures, our standards, our criteria. Um, and we're going to issue a full report when this is over. Um, and, and uh we're not going to spare any expense and we're not going to cut any corners and nobody's going to get a pass and then yeah Yeah. and then you do the thing you said you're going to do you know yeah um i i don't uh, uh i don't think that anything less in a case like that is anything close to adequate (laughs) <laughs> uh, a, a, and, yeah. uh, it, it, it is, n- you know, it's, it's not the, it's not the go-to thing.
0: Uh, I, I just gotta say, it's a good thing. I, I, I've never been and never will be a seminary rector because, uh, I would be so draconian in my approach that I would probably get rid of half the seminarians overnight. Uh, and, and because um, after my experience in the seminary, I said the reason why this is an important issue is because, the, you know, like the German synodal way and in Australia as well, uh, the, the issue of clerical sex abuse and the church's response to it is at least on the surface, the pretext for their call for all of these structural changes in, in church governance and also in church doctrine that we need. Uh, there's As you pointed out, there is this clericalistic hierarchical culture uh, that's that's broken. Uh, and, and, you know, the, the Germans and so forth aren't entirely wrong. That maybe, you know, we need to take a good, hard, long look at that broken clerical culture. Uh, their answer is to change the structure. Um, my answer is that most of these things are downstream of culture uh, and the church's inability to deal properly with a degraded culture. Uh, and the quality of people coming into the seminary. I know for a fact when I was in seminary, I was in seminary in 1978, 1985, both minor and major seminary. And there were, you know, friends of mine, and I would sit down, and some of these people are now priests. And we would say, uh, we, we, we'd start naming off all of the guys that we knew someday were going to be in prison. And sure enough, you know, about ninety percent of the guys that we thought were going to be in prison someday were in prison someday. So for a bishop to say, "Oh, there were no red flags," well, maybe to him, no. But my my question is, has I think seminary formation has gotten better uh, since two thousand two, and the, and everything hit the fan. But I'm still wondering. I'm still wondering and i don't know this is not me asking a loaded question i really want to know i want to know if seminary formation has gotten more perspicacious in terms of identifying problem guys uh that that that'd be the sort of
1: oh i i i think it has and you know i i should say that uh i haven't kept close tabs on that situation in fort wayne south bend and don't don't know that bishop and Rose i think bishop Rhodes that. is a
0: good man i mean he right was thing. rector at mount uh, saint mary's yeah I, uh, you know, and and then bishop affairs Her- i think he's a good man i don't mean to malign him but i think he mishandled this case
1: uh and certainly in the in the in the in the catch-up you
0: know um yeah, in the catch-up phase yeah
1: uh out of the gate at any rate right um yeah the the, uh but yeah uh, i mean there is a greater awareness of a need to be uh better at screening uh, yeah. I, I I think that uh, seminaries in general are still trying to wrap their heads around you know the best way to deal with a lot of the ambient general cultural uh, yeah. challenges that uh, guys coming in these days. Well, they're all
0: face. addicted to porn when they come in
1: you know uh yeah this is i don't know that they're all addicted to porn but your point well that's
0: what i hear from seminary formators is that uh, if we got if we were to eliminate every guy that came into the seminary who has a porn problem i don't know about addiction but a porn problem that their habitual uses of porn we'd have to get rid of 99 percent of the guys coming in uh so therein is the problem that they face
1: uh you know uh it, it, it certainly is a bigger problem than probably it has been uh, uh in the, in the past uh, and that that much is evident uh undeniable uh, but it it's it's not the it's not the only problem you know uh, oh well yeah there are many others and, but and yes. it, there is a uh i, I, I think An understanding that something is wrong, um, that lots of some things are wrong. Um and, and uh, folks are are not quite sure what to do about it. Um and, and I, I don't have the answers, right? Uh I wish I did. Um uh, and I'm glad I'm not in charge. Um that said uh, i i do i do think that uh, we need to have a a very very serious you know hard soul searching soul searing uh, look at uh yeah. how 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 we form men for the priesthood uh and i'm not averse to a uh ground up rethinking of uh all sorts of things that are basic right now to uh clerical culture that includes you know uh a, a hard look at uh clerical celibacy in uh the you know among the secular clergy
0: uh yeah yeah i know, was just gonna bring that issue up
1: a, a, and you know uh we in in the latin west are you know not because i think that you know well uh, if if you start ordaining married men it's going to be a, a direct uh deterrent uh to uh well guys abusing children uh because that that's not how it works. Uh right. it just, that's you true. Know, um it, but I do wonder about the effect of having men with families uh in, in the clerical ranks, men who uh have you well know, you know had to develop marketable skills and provide for a family and you know aren't dependent upon the goodwill of the bishop for their next meal uh and and for the roof over their head you know how that sort of change would affect the uh the 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 clerical culture more generally um yeah, yeah. you know I, I i i don't know i I think it's a conversation that we need to have. That's all. And when I say uh, so that, I don't mean yeah. any, I don't mean anything more than that.
0: Well, I say um, that I, you know, I once wrote a blog post on this. As you know, I attend an, ordin, an Anglican ordinariate Catholic parish, and my pastor is married and has 10 children. Uh, and it has been an altogether enlightening experience. And in my blog post, I don't make a call one way or the other. We need married priests or we don't, I mean, uh, I think all too often people clamor for a married clergy, forget that having a married clergy bring with it brings with it its own set of headaches. Oh yeah, it, you're trading
1: one set of problems for another, and making it's no, no cure-all. Mistakes
0: answer at all to to the problem of sexual abuse. You you look in Protestant denominations and you see all kinds of sexual abuse problems and you end up with the problem of divorced and remarried clergy and all this. You know, it, it, it can be an issue. It's no uh, it's no magic bullet answer. And yet at the same time, uh, I, my experience with Father Eric Bergman, my pastor here, uh, I mean, he's the greatest pastor I've ever had in my life. And I'm wondering out loud in my brain that sometimes, is there a connection between the fact that this is the best pastor I've ever had in my entire life and the fact that he's a married man with 10 kids? Uh, I wonder, I wonder. So, and I had some great celibate pastors, obviously some great, great guys, but this guy's the best of them all. Uh, and so at the very least it's had the scales fall out. Cause I've always been like this huge, you know, even though I was in the seminary and I quit to get married, you, people think, oh, then you must be against mandatory celibacy. And for decades, no, not. I was always in favor of mandatory celibacy. I'm like Andrew Greeley. You know, he said that it's it's what makes the priest interesting. Here's Mr. Liberal Andrew Greeley, who was a big fan of, you know, mandatory clerical celibacy on the grounds that it's it, it gives the priesthood a mystique, not to mention an eschatological focus, not to mention, you know, uh, certain practical things. So, yeah, it's, it's a complicated question, but I do wonder if it's a question, as you just pointed out, that maybe we can't revisit. Could we take a look at it? Could we at least, you know, cons- consider it
1: you, but your question, if I'm not mistaken, we've gotten a field of it was about the, the, the German, the, the synodal way. And yes, th- yes. That, you know, um the, the the doctrinal and structural changes that they're proposing i think are to some extent a stalking horse i think that the 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 german bishops don't want to uh they they want to slow the bleeding of members because they're you know they're, uh, yeah. they're their money's going to dry up um and they're making a play right now uh, not i don't i i really don't think they're expecting to get much of anything uh out of this but they are expecting to make rome look bad and they can t- maybe turn around to their people and say hey you know uh it ain't our fault we tried right
0: um, i think it is a stalking horse i think it is a stalking uh, horse
1: um you know uh how how well considered how well thought out how realistic it is i i, I don't know um i'm i'm not sanguine uh but uh you know there there you have it um
0: yeah yeah well that actually brings me the, to the to, go ahead.
1: german german bishops trying to do their own thing and have it both ways is not a new story in the church
0: <laughs> a, a truer statement has never been made in the whole history of true statements uh, that, but it also that is... just,
1: you know, I mean, it's another reason that I don't get my, you know, my my, I don't get a B in my bonnet uh, over uh, a lot of the the so called doctrinal confusion that uh, Pope Francis is frequently accused of sewing. It doesn't yeah, bother me, me that much for the very simple reason that doctrine has a has a way of working itself out. It's always messy. It's always tied up with politics. Yes. Uh, And both ecclesiastical politics and general, you know, uh, uh, cultural and civilizational movements, uh, finding the way to articulate what the the faith uh, has always been in in a way that uh, uh, makes sense and is appropriate to the The times in which we live has always been, you know, well, the the, the work of the church, um, and you know, uh, it, it is messy. It takes time, and it's never done. Uh, yeah. You know, it's I know, no. Think. I agree. Old and I old, think- old houses. You're you're always working on them.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, the 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 stratosphere that are tr- the, the radical traditionalists, you know, they're out there screaming that Pope Francis is a heretic and therefore an anti pope. And he's at least guilty if they don't go to that extreme of all kinds of doctrinal confusions and so on. Actually, if you read Pope Francis's writings, I mean, I don't see where he's so guilty of all kinds of doctrinal confusions. Uh, People often say, well, well, then why? Then what's your what's your what's your beef with Pope Francis? My beef with Pope Francis is uh, that he has reignited uh, a judicial case that's already been litigated, and I don't care to re-litigate it. And that has to do with the proper reception of Vatican II, and the kinds of prelates and bishops and priests uh, to implement that vision. I think JP, Two and Benedict gave us the proper reception of the Second Vatican Council. Uh, they didn't always give us the bishops and so on to, to, to follow that vision. Sometimes they gave us rather reactionary uh, bishops, I think, sometimes not. Uh, but anyway, the, the point is, is that Pope Francis, in my opinion, has re-empowered a wing of the church Uh, That I had hoped would never be re-empowered because I believe that wing of the church, the progressive wing, is a dead end. Uh, I think the Pope is playing a dangerous game here. I think he I don't think he wants to give to the progressive wing of the church everything that they want, their wish list. And he hasn't. So he's not a progressive. But I think he prefers their pastoral style. I think what this pope is about is a certain revision of moral theology. And I think he's about accompaniment and discernment and all the, uh, you know, a more accompanying church and all that. And I think he, he prefers the, the style, the pastoral style of the progressives, which is why he's re-empowered them. And yet I think that's a very he's going to get burned by that. And I, I think that's a move designed to divide the church and to take it backwards. What, what? So, what, what do you think of, of my of my take there? That that's that's my sort of spin on what what Francis is sort of up to to try and interpret why. On one hand, he hasn't given the progressives nearly anything that they want, and on the other hand, he's re empowered all of them.
1: Well. Uh... I, I I don't know Larry I, I it doesn't seem to me that he has anything like the 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 capacity for uh, calculus the <laughs> stratagems that that, that 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 sort of thing would take. I think that it, you know it, in in its effect, you're not entirely wrong, although you do point out that you know you hadn't given him much um and uh that's important um yes the the big things that he's given them you know are, are, are the points on which they are actually least pastoral uh which is you know a, a liturgy and and uh yeah. actually accompanying people who are in uh you know irregular situations in life yeah um you know uh well give them communion so they'll stop crying is not pastoral care. Um That's right. That's and right. uh you know to Taking away the Latin mass because, you know, there were a few maladjusted individuals who were, you know, loud and mean on the Internet just makes it psychotic. I think I said that the last time we talked, Uh,
0: but uh, I think it is. Yeah. So so
1: so there you have it. Right. Um,
0: Yeah. You know, I'm hard on the traditionalist, but by golly, I was against traditionalist custodes as well, because I thought it was vindictive, petty and, and draconian.
1: And I, you know, I, 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 don't get that. Um, all of that to say though, that my, my, my take is perhaps rather more prosaic, but not to say pedestrian. Uh, and, and it's that Francis himself confuses the teaching role with the, governing role yeah yeah I uh think so. the, the 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 teaching munis as it were with the governing munis uh you know and uh, you think of uh, amoris laetitia but well, wow have you ever seen so much ink spilt over a footnote uh for crying no, out I loud haven't. one and, footnote and yeah both, both and that's on both you know on every both sides on every side of that it's just, just stop fellas it, it, it it's going to be fine but the reason it wasn't fine was that uh you know francis said oh well i you know i i want to have a i just want i want to start a conversation right uh okay well uh you want to have a conversation and 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 you think that uh uh pastors and confessors need to have a more lenient approach to people in irregular situations. Uh, I got no trouble with that. Um, but, you know, say, say, say that and let people figure out a way to do it on the ground. Uh, when, when you go from, I just want to start a conversation to, we're going to skip the conversation part of that and start enacting particular legislation. Right, and then the pope throwing his own appro- weight of approval behind uh, uh, certain attempts at 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 legislating reception of uh, the talking points that he articulated in Amoris. You know, you go, well, how how did we get here from there? Um, and and to me, that was the thing that that created a lot of the hard feeling and a lot of the, 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 the problems yeah. and the tension yeah. around that. And we still have, and it turns out that was sort of paradigmatic when it comes to, 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 to Francis's governance. Um, yeah. Such as it is. Uh, yeah. Throw
0: a little, throw a little ambiguous bomb out there, uh, muddy up the waters. And then when things get confusing, step back and remain silent and just let the chips fall where they may that doesn't seem to be governance to me
1: uh and and you know you gotta do, i don't remember did do, do, do we need legislation to uh to 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 implement an apostolic exhortation which is i mean all that is is <coughs> is an official encourage it's an an official encouragement of the church right uh yeah so 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 so, so, did we need to we need to implement that really uh do we i i I don't i don't get it uh you know um yeah it's a very low
0: level magisterial document really an apostolic exhortation so
1: and that's that you know and that's that again that's that's all fine um because nobody cares uh outside the catholic bubble uh and um
0: excuse me and um
1: uh, yeah see you're you're literally yawning right now uh, no it's, uh, it's 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 this, the this effect where,
0: yeah. of my it's the effect of my maker's mark catching ah, up to me here now right. and the fact that you know it is uh 7 30 at night i've been up so i'm a i'm a chronic insomniac and uh it gets worse as i get older and i've been up since about 3 30 this morning <laughs> so it's all just sort of but no it's not you christopher at all it's just my body reacting to the time of day and the bourbon and whatnot but uh you know, the thing oh, is about Amoris. Old
1: man chap on the farm, yeah. All right. Oh yeah,
0: old oh, man chap. Uh, I, but you know, the thing is, yeah. To me, the whole Amoris Dei dust up is is paradigmatic of all the controversies surrounding uh, this papacy. Because on the one hand, as you point out, it's just an encouragement. It's a very low level magisterial document. He has not changed the official church teaching that you know a Catholic can only be sacramentally married once. All right. He hasn't changed that. It's it's still in place. Uh, so he's fudged it a little bit with a footnote that says priests on the ground can give what is essentially after a period of discernment, a de facto annulment to somebody and say with a wink and a nod, go to communion because we all know your first marriage wasn't really valid and all that kind of stuff that was already happening all over the world. It was already happening. And in some ways, That little footnote is just like a ratification of something that's already happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure that that's, you know, that it, that it said all of that. Some of the, uh, some of the implementations that we saw, and don't quote me on which ones. I I can't remember whether it was the, you know, the, 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 the Maltese one or the, the, the Buenos Aires one or Buenos Aires, the Maltese, the, 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 the German one. uh, You know, there were. there were there were different ones uh, out there uh but I mean look uh the the reason for the law is to protect the faithful from scandal That's right. and it's perfectly legitimate but uh if you have people who are you know uh they're, they're firmly proposed you know to but firmly resolved to uh, at least try to, 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 to live chastely, but, you know, for whatever reason can't separate and, uh, yeah. uh, uh, you know, are, are living together, uh, you know, until they regularize their situation. If they're not going to a mass, you know, where everybody knows them as a- an irregularly married couple, uh, yeah, you know, you yeah, can, yeah. there, 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 there are ways to, 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 to do what, what <laughs> is good for everybody that, that as a matter of fact, don't give scandal. Um, and if you want to say, look, uh, guys, uh, I understand that you're in a tough spot here and life is messy and I get it. And, uh, my door is always open. Come to see me anytime you need to, we can work it out. Um you know, great. And I'm all for that too. You know, we, we, we give all sorts of, uh, you know, there are people who are uh, porn addicts, compulsive masturbators, uh, perverts of every kind who are, (laughs) you know, uh, the daily mass goers and, and God bless them you know uh and you know frequently avail themselves of the sacrament of reconciliation uh and are able to receive communion i don't know why you know two people who have simply you know uh got caught up in the messiness of life while nature was taking its course yeah uh should should be treated more harshly um well, I agree, but, uh, you know, uh, that, that said, uh, the, I, I think the thing that that got people's goat and I think it was quite legitimate was the, the, the idea that, uh, you know, uh, sometimes it was for all practical purposes and sometimes it was that. Eh, no, you know. Um, Francis is teaching us what the church has always taught. And if you don't see how that's what you should be trying to do is get, you know, the established teaching to square with this new teaching and right. uh, the I- I- if you can't do that, then there's something wrong with you. And in any case, it's the established teaching that has to go. And I mean, my response to that is, well, but but we're Catholics. We're not Mormons. Um,
0: yeah, we don't get a new revelation.
1: You know, uh, we, this isn't. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The the papacy is not ira- is not oracular. Yeah. Uh, a- and it 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 just doesn't work like that and uh and
0: uh, not to interrupt the, 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 when the, you the attempt to make it work the like mala, that.
1: the accusations of malafides and 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 all of these things uh, it just that that uh, i don't know i i got very little patience for that sort of thing
0: i can tell and the thing is it, when you try to make it work like that like it's oracular Uh, and things just seem to be able to summarily change at at whim, you end up undermining confidence uh, and belief in the entire edifice, because now it really does seem just rather arbitrary. Um, Yeah, so, I mean, mean, let's face it, the whole divorce and remi, full disclosure, I'm divorced, remarried, annulled, you know, I, I'm benefited. I'm also a lot of my viewers and listeners may not know this. I'm actually a laicized deacon as well. Uh, I was two months away from ordination to the priesthood. I was an ordained deacon uh, when I decided not to become a priest. So I, I got laicized deacon. Uh, then I got married, divorced uh, and annulled. So I like to tell people. I'm trying to uh, receive every canonical procedure that the church has t- to offer in the form of <laughs> in the form of dispensations and whatnot from various things, uh, or as I tell other people, man, oh man, I don't look good on paper. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this, this
1: is the, the, the sacramental version of hitting for the cycle, Larry.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right, that's right, that's right. But uh, my one and only true sacramental marriage to my current wife has lasted 25 years. We just uh, had our anniversary last week uh, so so there's that that feather in my cap but that is all because of her and very little because of me. but anyway I digress with with something personal but I, I just brought it up to say I'm not I'm not trying to be you know judgmental or pharisaical here. I'm, I'm well aware of the situations people get themselves into and I myself was in one and, and I availed myself of the church's mercy. Uh, in a canonical mercy, let's put it that way. Uh, but uh, the, the fact does remain. I I I like very much your your insight and your comment, Christopher, about hey, that's just not the way things. That's just not the way things are meant to work. Where you know you've got the church's teaching, and then you've got this harsh cultural reality. And so you you try to come up with a modus vivendi, and it doesn't work, so you end up just discarding the church's teaching. You know, we're Catholics. You cannot do that. And to the extent that Amoris Laetitia sort of gave the impression that that's what we were doing, I think that's what upset a lot of people. I think that's what upset the dubia cardinals, whatever their motives may have been, some of them. um, I do think that was ultimately they were expressing precisely that sentiment. What is going on here?
1: um yeah and i, I don't uh look um I'm, I'm sure that their motives were pure as the driven snow okay it, it, <laughs> it was it, you know it was it it, it it was not great form for them to go public the way that they did uh right. And, and, right. and when they did uh you know in in fairness they hadn't got an answer they weren't going to get an answer they probably knew that and
0: or had figured it out and well they may you know, have they, even they, be t- they, been told sub rosa that they weren't going an to answer. get it
1: yeah and 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 they there you know uh <sighs> there's a lot of human nature going around these days, Larry. And, you know, yeah, yeah. red true. hats it's... are red, red hats are as yeah. susceptible of it as anybody else. Uh,
0: and absolutely you know,
1: you can rationalize behavior. But I, I mean, I remember sitting there saying at the time, one, these are good questions. They're legitimate questions. Yeah. Two, if I were Pope, I'd have their hats.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and uh, so you know, probably better for everybody that I'm not, because you know,
0: yeah, it's like I said, it's a good thing I was never rector of a seminary. Good thing you're never pope.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. There would, yeah, you know, there'd,
0: there'd be a, you, you don't want that. Um, no, but you know, I think you're right about. It was poor form for the dubia cardinals to go to go public in that regard.
1: Uh, I mean, not not absolutely speaking, maybe. But, you know, uh, they 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 they, it struck me that they kind of went off half cocked. And
0: well, also just on a purely prudential level, you had to know that if you're going to go public, you're throwing down a gauntlet to the pope and he's not going to like that, which means it's going to be counterproductive. You're going you're not going now you're really never going to get an answer. (laughs) <laughs> to, to your to your dubia questions
1: yeah you, you you didn't you didn't poke the bear you you know you you you, you kicked the hornet's nest at the bear that's right uh, exactly uh, and uh you, you shouldn't be surprised uh at, at what happens uh, um and you know francis was uh i i think uh remarkably patient and restrained uh with respect well the
0: yeah the fact that he didn't uh, take away their red hats he didn't call them to Rome for a scolding session or whatever he just ignored it he just ignored the whole kerfuffle and 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 moved on and uh but anyway i mean that's and, all and maybe runs.
1: maybe we yeah maybe we should do you know uh yeah well, exactly well, along well, with
0: yeah along with pacha mama and all that other oh, stuff Lord, uh,
1: don't get me started on that
0: uh uh, well, you know, uh, I mean, I wrote something. I don't remember what it was. Catholic World Report or something. I can't remember now. I just, you know, a lot of people made a big deal about Pachamama. It's idol worship in the Vatican. Of course, Dr. Taylor Marshall paid those Austrian kids to go down there and Tossed the poor Pachamamas into the Tiber. <laughs>
1: <Is> that, <laughs> and, has that been established? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: Taylor Marshall admitted it on, on his uh on his YouTube video. He said that yeah, he was so I, I hope he never plans on going to Rome again because he could probably be arrested for complicity in, in theft and uh property damage or whatever. Um, but my my take on the whole Pachamama affair was just a bunch of fat germans trying to, trying to trying to do something and if you know in terms of optics for for the modern world you know. yeah let's, let's let's get some sort of indigenous image up here so we can parade it around and look all inclusive and whatnot i just think it was a ham-fisted attempt at optics that's all it was in my opinion i i, I you know maybe a few people behind the scenes were hoping to introduce pagan idol worship into the vatican um i think that's a reach what do you no, think uh, uh,
1: no it wasn't there wasn't it wasn't look you know about the chinese rights
0: controversy yes i do
1: okay well for those of you who don't uh Matteo ricci uh, who's on his way to beatification now yes uh, he is praise praise god one of my favorite jesuits um has been for as long as i can remember uh allowed the chinese practice of uh venerating ancestors with you know, there was these there were ritual acts of veneration yes all right uh the 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 needle that he threaded was basically that ah, these are this is a civil cult it's not religious it's not right. worship properly speaking um and so uh, it participating in these rights uh these civic rights was not incompatible with the practice of Christian faith. Uh, Not everyone agreed with him. Um, And it, it made lots of people, uh, Dominicans and Franciscans, especially who were also active in the mission field in China, not as successful as the Jesuits had been, you know, in, in, in those days. Um, And that's not the bad mouth, the Dominicans or the the Franciscans, okay? Uh not all the Jesuits were a hundred percent comfortable with this either. It, it was a complex and a complicated situation, but uh the Jesuits had success uh especially at court um and in the 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 you know uh among you know the civil service and senior ranking officials in the imperial bureaucracy and those are the people that you want to convert because these are you know cultural leaders right Yeah. um and uh long story short you know back and forth uh, over you know decades more than 100 years of memory serves uh eventually uh rome put a kibosh on the uh yeah. on the rights um and uh, that you know, the Jesuits fought a hard battle. Um, they argued and advocated for themselves as best they could, they worked around the strictures that were in place as best they could. Uh, and eventually, when there was nothing else for it, they obeyed. Uh, and the whole episode left a scar, right? Um, What took place in the Vatican Gardens, you know, looked bad. I I don't think it was uh, uh yeah like what uh the the. The folks who uh, were exercised, uh, most exercised about it, uh, b- b- thought and said it was. Um, it yeah, was I mean, a missed. It was a missed opportunity and a PR yes. fail of. Epic proportions. You know, I might put it this way that, that you know. Um, it was an attempt to troll the trads that ended up at trolling the pope. Um,
0: exactly.
1: And uh, I don't I don't think that, that I don't think that that turn of phrase is my coinage. I think I've just stolen that from somebody, but I can't remember who. It's OK, and, and we'll it, pretend
0: it, it came from you.
1: It doesn't. It doesn't really matter. See, so the thing is, uh... Uh, but y- y- yeah, uh, uh, may I, Larry? I'm I, sorry. I, I just I, I wanted to say that um, it would have been pretty easy to say, look, uh, we were sort of surprised by that, uh, but uh, yeah. the the purpose of this whole synod. Uh, is to uh, allow uh, some space to people who have suffered tremendously in and for the church uh, and we're gonna we're gonna help them
0: yeah. oh, I think your screen froze. Uh, and you, you, we've lost uh, we've lost Christopher's Zoom link. And so, I mean, we've been going now for about uh, an hour. Uh, and so I think we'll just go ahead and 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 wind it up there. Sorry for the uh, sorry for the abrupt ending. But just with regard to the the Pachamama affair, I agree with what Christopher was saying. I think there was an ersatz quality to it. I don't think it really was like the Chinese rights situation completely because that was a very I think serious and effort at things. We... Go ahead. Are you back? Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm back. Sorry about that. Uh, I don't know what happened.
0: Well, your, your, your video is frozen and then we lost your audio for a bit, right. but I was just Call sort it. of saying, maybe it's a, a good time to wrap up. And I I was responding to your comments. there saying, yeah, I agree with what you said. I, I think to a certain extent, there was an air quality to the whole Pachamama affair. It's not, I don't think it rose to the level of actual, theological seriousness that the Chinese rights affair did. And I think the reason why, as you said, no explanation really came that would have really helped, you know, to clarify, this is what we were doing with Pachma was because I do think that in some ways it was an attempt at trolling the, the trads. So if you're going to so if you're going to troll the trads, you're not going to throw them, uh, you know, throw them a bone afterwards. Uh, you're just going to let them hang there. But anyway, are you are, are, oh, good? You're back. Uh, and I'm I am that. back.
1: Sorry about that. No, I was just saying that uh, where, where I cut out, I think what I was trying to say, and I am sorry about that little technical glitch there. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was on my end. Um, th- that, uh, you know, it would have been really easy to say. Uh, I understand that, you know, people were uh, upset by what they saw. Uh, but w- 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 We know that uh, folks could have found it uh, quite upsetting. In fact, it was quite surprising to us, too. Uh, But the purpose of this exercise was to give uh, uh, space to people who've suffered greatly in and for the church uh, and to allow them to... uh, uh, show us who they are and 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 what they do um yes. and um, <clears throat> that not all of their cultural expressions will be uh, perfectly familiar or even comfortable uh but that's that's okay um and we uh, uh, we promise that uh nothing uh untoward was uh intended or actually uh re- really performed uh yeah or yeah conducted um and the whole thing would have would have gone away um before it even started yeah. uh and that that didn't happen instead you had you know people denying the evidence of their senses, you know, saying yeah. there were no there were no prostrations. Well, but there were now we explain, saw them. We saw them with our own eyes. Explain yeah. the prostrations. Don't deny that they happened. Um, You know, yeah, th- that sort of thing. There were th- th- there was there was clearly, you know, very, very highly unusual, you know, uh, at least para rituals uh that 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 was going on and you know when people see things that they're unfamiliar with uh and and you know that look a whole lot like things that people should be upset about right uh then then you know give folks an explanation that that and that shouldn't be too hard and it shouldn't be hard to, to to offer one and to be very frank and forthright about it and that that just didn't happen instead you know uh well we we all saw what happened
0: yeah we saw what happened and the whole brouhaha ensued and the poor pachamamas ended up in the Tiber i do believe that they were eventually uh re- yeah they retrieved, were they
1: were recovered and that's uh retrieved you know, from the Tiber
0: by the, the, by the uh, way speaking of the Tiber as we as we end our discussion here uh we're about we're at about an hour and a half um i was in rome as you know last week and i had read articles you know that Italy had has been in a drought, and that the t- the levels of the Tiber were very low. Uh, but I have to say, when I was there, I didn't. The Tiber was actually not low at all, so I was happy to see that. And, but there were no pachamamas floating down, floating down the Tiber. Well, this time
1: of year, this time of year, it can get pretty high. Uh, You know, uh, I'm trying to I don't think it ever, you know, it didn't overflow the banks, but it, uh, you know, it would get up and, you know, water would splash on the bridges every once in a while.
0: Oh, Um, yeah, I was I remember one time when I was there and uh, uh, oh, my goodness, uh, there were like big tree. There was a huge storm and there were big tree trunks that were pushed up against the bridges and whatnot. And the water was piling up, but it still never flooded you know, so it can get high, Well, you know, you, uh, you're taking
1: uh, me back. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Christopher is married to an Italian woman, Esther, lovely woman. And, uh, so yeah, Christopher lived in Rome for many years. Uh, and so you, you know, better than I, the, 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 the ways of the Tiber river, I had a glorious time in Rome. As you know, Rome is my favorite place in the world. Um, I have to say though it, it, this trip of mine to Rome this time, was very different from all of my previous visits to Rome and not that my viewers give a care about and now I'm droning on and on about my personal experiences. But when I'd been to Rome before, it was always as simply someone on a vacation to have fun. This is actually my first time there. That was kind of a working trip. Cause I did a lot of writing for publications on the funeral when I was there. And it was an altogether.
1: A bit of, of a, a bit of a pilgrimage as well. Uh, yeah. Oh, it was and, a pilgrimage. Yes. uh, Well, and
0: that's what the writing was based on. It was first and foremost a pilgrimage and not a vacation. It was a spiritual uh, homage and and respects to Papa Benedict, who I love dearly. And, uh, and then on top of that, it was a working trip. So yeah, it was a very, it was a very different experience this time, more, more somber. Um, And, um, but actually I, I, nevertheless, I I still loved it. It was, it, it was, it was a great time. Uh, But anyway, uh, Christopher, do you have any last thoughts before we, I always like to sort of keep these things about an hour and a half. That's a purely arbitrary rule on my part has to do with my own attention span. Um, But also, I think that, I mean, I I know some podcasts go on for like three hours and stuff. I don't know. People can break it up, but I, I think that's too long. So do you have any last words for the for the viewers?
1: uh yeah uh boy uh anything
0: we haven't discussed i mean like i said i you know hour and a half whatever but we can go if you want
1: yeah i mean i i I, you keep asking the questions and i'll keep answering uh but uh uh, and you know i love talking to you larry uh i do uh and and you 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 know that uh we don't get to do it we don't get to do it often enough um that's true and uh boy what would i say um look I, I i ain't a guru uh i i'm nobody to set up as an example of anything uh so the idea that i should give advice uh. Oof. Wow, you know, uh, hell, my my. Well,
0: you know, uh, I mean, whether you want to admit it or not, Chris, I mean, you're getting on in years, so there's a sort of senior statesman quality to you now, or you're like an an elder in the room. So smoke them peace pipe. And, and, uh, you know, as I was doing here this evening myself. And, yeah, boy,
1: I, yeah. I, I, envy you. I've been, yeah, holy I, 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 switched to, I, I gave up the pipe uh, a good while ago. Uh, every once in a while I, I do, uh, take to the, uh, the, the, the vaping machine. Um, but, uh, the, the, uh, the, what can I say? Uh, look folks um it's gonna be fine all right this too shall pass it's it's going to be fine yes uh if you know you want me to say it in in sort of a, a pious and overly devotional tone i can uh, you know, not uh,
0: necessary. The, the,
1: but, uh, you know, um, our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ has won the final victory over sin and death and nothing can ever, ever take that away. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And uh, meant- the, the bark of Peter will come safely to port uh yes what 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 shape the bark is in <laughs> eh. well I, you I, know I, I i got a nickel says i said that too the last time so you know i mean folks are getting sort of
0: a, a chris and larry ray here but uh, what can i tell you
1: <laughs> i i'm i don't i don't have any new material larry uh,
0: well that's good neither do i i'm, I'm you know i i'm i'm And it's crazy. But, uh, you know, the bark of Peter, I like that, you know, you don't know what shape it's going to be. And it's there have been a lot of papal occupants of the bark of Peter have done their best to run it into the rocks that that that's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: what's the uh, what's, what's the uh, the old Belloc quote about that? You know, the one I'm talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. The,
0: the proof that the church cath- is a divine the, origin. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: it, it, the, the, the divine or the, 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 that the Catholic Church is of uh, divine institution is something I am bound to hold. Uh, but if I were not uh, proof of it would be in the fact that no organization run with such knavish imbecility could last a fortnight
0: yeah Uh, yeah yeah yeah
1: i think i got i didn't butcher that too badly you know
0: no but that that Uh, is definitely uh very close to it and i and i think that's very true and i think uh, those that's actually i think extremely good advice because a lot of my uh, blogging and youtube videos and a lot of the journalism that you and i and others engaged in i mean you can lose the forest for the trees you can start thinking that these Problems are just enormous and insurmountable, and so on. And uh, they're not. I and think I, it was I, po- Pope Benedict who said, in, "In at the end, the Lord, the victory is the Lord's."
1: And we are going to. We're going to have bad times of it, you know. Um, yeah, there there are people in lots of the world, Christians, who are you know risking life and limb. As we speak, they've got it really bad. Uh, oh, yeah, they do. You know, just, um, just to go to mass. So just, to, just to, yeah, put putting things in. <clears section, throat> right. Um, yeah. Uh, none of us are really worried about the end because we know how it ends. It's the part right before the end. And we'd all rather have to, you know, skip that. But either we're either we're coming to it or we're not. And there's nothing any of us can do about it. And uh, so let's get on with our lives uh if the bishops are a bunch of you know uh uh stuffed shirts then it isn't the first time or the last time that that will be true uh and and it doesn't make a whit of difference to what any single one of us can do right here right now to uh be uh well ambassadors for christ that's right uh you know um well and and, also but the world needs the church and people have a right to the gospel uh and therefore to the church as Christ intended her to be so the, the both both things can be true you know the, yeah. the the watchdog function that journalists and informed commentators and uh uh uh, uh do, laymen and women especially but not only uh, have uh today i think is uh hugely important um precisely because uh the the stakes are high but uh you know uh we've always been playing out matters of eternal life and eternal death. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we are in, in every waking moment and every sleeping, waking or sleeping. We are, you know, uh, that, that's just, yeah. uh, that, that's, that's a fact. So, you know, let's, uh, let, let, let's let get on with it. You know, it's also true that we muddle yeah, until our yeah. Lord returns in, in glory. So let's be about it. You know, I, yes, I think so I, I ended I, my no... recent book uh, with lines approaching remarks, uh, uh, li- those last remarks, uh, I, you know, um, yeah, but that's that's what you do in yeah. this line of work. You, you call them as you <laughs> you call them as you see them and you take the hits as they
0: come Larry. And we're definitely muddlers. I'm yeah. a muddler. I'm muddling. I'm definitely muddling through, Uh, but you're absolutely right. I mean, there are serious issues and we're not to take them lightly and people have a right to the gospel, a right to the church as Christ founded it. Uh, On the other hand, and need to keep all this in perspective, it's it's uh, it's not the end of the world and uh, this too shall pass. And it is Christ's church uh, at the end of the day and, and the victory will be the Lord's and we have to balance those two things together. Um, <clears throat> that being said, we live in interesting times, that's for sure. I oh had boy. a conversation, uh, you know, uh, and, and in fact, my, my, my point of view would be, we live in some really interesting times, perhaps some of the most interesting times and in, in a very long time. Uh, and that's actually, as my friend, David C. Schindler says, it's actually a privilege to be alive at such a moment and, and, and not a catastrophe. Uh, so yeah, I mean, what's the old Chinese proverb? May you, may you live in interesting times and, uh. Yeah, and whether we, that's
1: a that, whether that's a blessing or a you know a, yeah a curse whether is... it's a blessing
0: or a curse yeah or whether it actually is an ancient Chinese proverb or just something you know some urban legend Chinese proverb I don't know uh, but it's it's a wise saying whatever whatever it is <clears throat> okay so anyway let's let's wrap this up and I want to thank everybody uh, for listening and Chris I know we don't talk enough all that means is we need to do this again. Uh, and, and we will in the near future, everybody, uh, I think knows by now the great esteem and respect that I, I, I hold you in as, as a journalist and, uh, keep on trucking, dude, keep uh, to, to borrow a phrase, my own precious 1970s childhood, keep on trucking. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, keep on trucking and keep on doing what you're doing. You're doing great work for the church and uh, good luck in your teaching at Fairfield prep. And thanks everybody for tuning in. Thank you, Larry. Okay.